0: Welcome to the Crazy Dre podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's podcast. Brought to you by this guy, me, me, myself, and I. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's winter. I finally showed up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, It's been a long, thriving day. Uh, It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm not live. I am about 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday again. Uh, I hope everyone stayed warm and safe uh yesterday was especially when the storm came through by Friday afternoon Friday night. I uh, we went through all the way Saturday, stopped and go a little bit uh The weather got cold on Sunday morning about two or three o'clock in the morning uh It's about eighteen degrees as we know it as right now the wind chill but i uh, I hope everyone um uh, stayed warm, so it is Sunday. It's a wild card weekend. And uh, most of you guys know that the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins already. Uh, I think it was like something around 26-7. to 7, Not even a close game at all. It's cold. Miami Dolphins fans, players, not used to that type of weather. Um, it's difficult to run routes in that weather. So, uh, it's a given. I always feel like for some reason that the home team who's used to the cold is gonna win, obviously, right? Uh the Texans beat the Cleveland Browns. Um the storyline for the Flacco is over. Um uh, he had a great year off the couch coming to Cleveland to save the day. Um but the storyline goes that the Texans were just too strong, too young. Um A.J. Stroud's the man, the real deal, Holyfield. Um, but the other game, the Bills game, is I think the Bills and the Steelers are postponed till Monday afternoon on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I guess it's too difficult for uh, uh, the players or the fan base or the NFL executives. Wanted to uh, move the game. I think it's kind of garbage that they had to move the game to Monday afternoon. As most people are going to be at work. Um, Most workers are going to be at work. Most executives may not be at work because it's uh, Dr. King Day. um, The man who uh, helped along with the civil rights movement after he was assassinated. uh, Lyndon Johnson and his uh, uh, committee. Uh, had to speed up the process of allowing African Americans to vote and to have the right to uh, participate in any American rights. So there's that whole circle. But uh, I'll touch on that about uh, Dr. Kane some other time, maybe in f- February or not February because I don't want to make it a cliche that we don't that we only talk about African-Americans during uh, the month of February. But um, as most of you guys know, that uh, the Detroit Lions are playing tonight against against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And I'm going to predict this. Since FanDuel and DraftKings and all these other apps on betting lines, on casinos and all this stuff, they still have the Lions as the favorite by three points, and everyone kind of figures out that the NFL is the NFE, which means the National Football Entertainment, just a lot like the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment. I really think that, and everyone's talking about this that this game, the matchup, is is the product of the NFL Entertainment Center. Uh, executives. And not just the owners. But the writers. The scripts. And all that stuff. Are gun ho on having Matthew Stafford go home. And to play against Jared Goff. in the uh, Detroit Lions. Now. I'm a huge Detroit Lions fan. I want Detroit to win real bad. But you know what. Since I know the history of the NFL's. Uh, propagandas. And. And writing the scripts and, and s- scenarios that they have to go by. Uh, you know, for some reason, they just don't like Detroit. They don't like the Ford family. They don't like any of that um, Midwest stuff. I just don't think that they care to save or to make it fair. So, of course, Detroit is known for hockey town for the Red Wings, so... Most likely, the Red Wings are going to win a Stanley Cup before the t- Detroit Lions ever win a Super Bowl. That's my opinion. And uh, I don't think it's fair, but I mean, let's be re- realistic. Detroit Lions usually have a great year, and then they have a mediocre year after they make the playoffs. And they, they made the playoffs. So, I, what I'm thinking is going to happen is that either they're going be a better team next year. Or they're going to flop next year. But. Going back to this game. Against the Rams and Detroit Lions. I, I pick. The Rams. Even though I picked the Rams to win. I'm still going to safeguard. My bet. And the bet is for me. Is to have the, the Rams lose by 6 points. So. Even though I'm saying. The Rams will win the game. I'm saving part my bet. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to make as much if I just go straight money line the, the rims Rams going win. And most of you guys out there are going to say, well, you, you, you don't seem that confident. But, I'm not a sidekick. So, I would assume that there are going to be penalties on Detroit uh, at a very particular time as Detroit's uh, moving the ball down the field. I think they're going to save uh, Matthew Stafford's career by Illegal, face uh, um, to uh, hands to the to the helmet or to the face. I think there'll be uh, a couple of play calls that it's going to be a penalty, uh, roughing the passer for uh, the Rams. Um, I just think that even though Detroit is a better team on paper, and when I mean by paper, I mean the whole team, not just the offense of of. Not just the offensive guys, but a defense I think we have a little bit better defense. um I think they need to if Detroit does pull this off, they're going to have to completely shut down the running game uh completely probably have two guys on on to two or nine or two, and at least two guys on on Cooper cup, and the only way that the Rams could beat Detroit is through the running game or through the tight end for the Rams. But that's what I wish would happen. But in reality I think that with Laporta out, um I think Raymond is out one of the, one of uh Stafford's I mean one of uh Jared Goffs' favorite receivers. Um I think Detroit just has a better running game, but if they can get that going with Montgomery and Gibbs, I think the game in itself in the beginning of the game would be relatively close. I think Detroit will have maybe go up a touchdown or field goal and the add on to a couple more points. And they'll have the first good drive, and maybe the second good drive is going to be good for Detroit. And then the Rams will score as well in the first two drives. But by the second and third quarter, well, by the second quarter, I think things are going to get shut down a little bit, three and outs. Um, By the second half, I think either though, I think the second half will, within the first five minutes, will tell tell how the game is going to end. And I think if Detroit gets the ball, regardless if it's the the first touch of the second half or, or whatever, or the Rams do, I think whatever team comes out in the first in the second half right away, and, they, and if they score on that other team, and the other team does not score two or three uh, drives in a row, I think that team will win the game. So, what I'm saying though is that if Detroit comes out, runs with the football, I mean, scores a couple of points, a touchdown, and a field goal, and the Rams do not score anything in the third quarter. Going into the fourth, I think Detroit could win. But if the Rams score first and then they score more, obviously more, but the Detroit Lions do not have a scoring drive in the third quarter, that could be a very dangerous sign to say that Detroit will probably lose that game. It's I, I, ju- I, I just think that I don't I think a lot of people are just picking the Rams to win. And the betting lines are just not saying that the betting lines are saying Detroit's going to win the game but if you're thinking like the casino you're thinking that you want people to bet on Detroit because everybody wants Detroit to win but in reality the casino is going to make a lot more money if the Rams win so if the NFL and the casinos have something connected to each other, you're going to see the, a lot of that. So this is why I took plus six for the Rams. Because if Detroit does pull out a fast one on all of us, and God bless, I hope Detroit really does win this game. Because Detroit needs to win a playoff game. Even if this is the only game that they win this year in the playoffs, that would be so much more confidence in the players going into next year. Because I don't see them beating the, the Dallas Cowboys. But I know we're going a step ahead as of right now. Because the Dallas Cowboys still has to be the Green Bay Packers. But when you listen to this podcast, it's going to be a spoiler alert if you didn't watch the game. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna put this on on Sunday. I on, on Monday morning, I should do it on Sunday afternoon. But tell the truth, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should air this on S- Sunday afternoon, right after I'm done recording it. Maybe I should have gone live. But I mean, but I'm going into politics as long as long as on this podcast too. This is part of the reason why I did this podcast by myself because then I need to talk about politics but this is a good gateway into it but um uh, so in other news in the NFL uh, Antonio Pierce is a, is the a interim head coach for the Raiders and Max Crosby has said it has said that that uh if 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 Pierce is not hired as the head coach He may go to extreme to get traded to a different team because he wants the 20 appears to be in charge of that team 2025 or 2024-25 season. And if Max Crosby is is saying that on social media and other platforms, I don't know if the owner of the of the Vegas Raiders has a choice. Why would you? I mean, Tony Pierce wants to be a, a Raiders head coach. It's his dream job. He wants to be on that organization. Players are playing for him: Jacobs, uh, Max Crosby, uh, uh, Devonte Adams is another guy that probably would stay. He could leave if if uh, Tony Pierce is gone. He may. Some people think he's going to go to uh, to the Jets, but. I don't know why he would go to another cold City. I mean, this is why I think that's part of the reason why he got out of there in the first place, out of the Green Bay Packers land. Um Devontae Adams. But I mean, the owner of the the owner of the, the Raiders, I think he's in a jam where if he doesn't go with Antonio Pierce and goes with Jim Harbaugh or someone else Those players are not going to play for Jim Harbaugh or anyone else because they'd rather have Pierce there. So, I mean, you got to listen to your athletes. you got to listen to the guys who are actually uh, participating in the game, not participating in the offices. So, there you have it right there. Uh, As you most people most know that um, um, uh, Nick Saban is retired. And... uh, I guess, you know, Nick Saban said that he made it sound like the reason why he retired because he cannot promise three to five years down the line to uh, to coach the team. Uh, He is 72 years old. Um, I don't know many 72-year-old men or women out there who have the capacity to have that type of energy so that your team, uh, to put in your team to win. when you hit, I mean, obviously when you get to a certain age, your body just slows down, everything just kind of turns off or goes into neutrals or goes in reverse. I mean, that's the sad, sad truth about getting older. I mean, a lot of us, it doesn't really happen to a lot of us until we have a heart attack or stroke or, or you know, something bad tragically happens to us. But other people you know if you put you, you keep your body in shape you you don't feel it but when you hit somebody or 65 or at least 60 i've heard people when they turn 60 your body does another um uh, another turn and you know, it it turned not necessarily for the worst but it just your body turns into an old person so there you have that one i mean you can do all the steroids you want but you know you, you can't fool genetics. You can't fool. You, you just can't fool. Uh, um, nature, and so Nick Saban is retired. Uh, here's the. Here's why I brought him up. Reggie Bush said that he retired solely because the N.I. the N.I.L. has taken. Saban's five-star recruits away from him so the NIL is now paying players 10 2.2 million to up to 15 million to play at certain schools and what's happening is that these schools who are not the SEC or not just Michigan not just Alabama or Clemson or or Five-star athletes, schools, athletes, universities—they can give players who are five-star to play on their team. The difficult part about that is that technically it's not really legal yet, but it's legal, but it's not. The problem is as this: by what I've heard, by the Wisconsin uh, coach, I think, or Maryland, or somebody. The problem is that. Uh, boosters or recruits from other schools can go to your talk to your athlete and tell them that they'll give them so much money to come to their school, and when they get there, the money's not there because no one talked about it in the upper office. So this athlete who thinks he's going to get two hundred thousand or Two point two million or whatever it is, if he goes to that school and he transfers there, and they don't have the money, he's screwed. He's screwed without the other money, he's screwed. Not getting paid, and screwed by the fact that he's on a new team with new players, new coaches, and they may not have uh, any uh, indication to uh, to to have him on the field as much as they, that, that player was on the original team that he was it odd so they need to change that rule but to tell you the truth reggie bush may be taking shots at uh nick saban maybe he didn't recruit nick saban when he was in college i don't know why he um, said that everyone knows that the nil is is kind of a tricky loose scenario um, why would players go to the NFL in the junior year if they're getting paid $15 million to go back to school for for their senior year? Eventually, I think the NFL will make it, or the NFL will cry wolf and say that that's not fair, and then, then NIL will have to change rules or policies or stuff to shut that $15 million down to maybe $200,000 a year. Or ten thousand, or fifteen, or forty thousand for the athletes in school. So if they changed the the price range for five star athletes to transfer. That might put a more of a stranglehold on the NIL. So these athletes will go to the NFL instead of staying into instead of staying in college sports. Um... NBA news. Quick second. First of all, we got to talk about the Chicago Bulls. Probably one of the greatest teams of all time. Probably not the greatest team of all time, but one of the greatest. As most of you guys know, Michael Jordan, um, Sky Pippen, uh, the 1990s, was owned by the Bulls. Uh, Michael Jordan was Air Jordan, um, MJ. Uh, he made shots. He made clips circus clown shots look amazing look simple look easy uh, Mike Jordan had his ton out super concentration that you got from his dad uh, Jim Cross put that team together um, he's the one that kind of made, made the executive decision on having uh, Phil Jackson take the job over um, Collins but as a couple nights ago, when they were playing against Washington, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, San Francisco Warriors or Golden State, um, they basically booed uh, Jim Cross's wife. So, in the in the ring of honor of all the Bulls, the first time that they have one for the for the Chicago Bulls, when the Cross family was mentioned or Jerry Cross was mentioned. Uh, Jerry Cross's wife was the only one there, and they booed the crap out of her. And uh, and uh, Steve Carter was very disappointed in the Chicago Bulls fans for doing so. But I think people need to realize that Jim Cross, pro- I mean, Jerry Cross should probably not take all the heat for that. And it's because. During the second part of the, of, the, of the three-peat that the Bulls had, Michael Jordan was gone from 1994 to 95, and he came back uh, just before the playoffs started or mid-part of the season or half-over part of the season, and they lost in the second round or something or the first round against the Indiana Pacers, something like that. People need to realize that Michael Jordan was the one that quit on them because he had to quit because David Stern told him that in order to fix his problems in the NBA with his gambling problems, he had to pay the gambling, the casinos, the whoever back. I don't know if he ever had to pay anyone back, but everyone kind of goes by the story where Mike Jordan had to retire because he had a gambling problem. He owed uh, Chicago casinos way too much money. Um, this is the time that Michael Jordan's dad died as well. He got, he was killed. Um, Michael Jordan's dad was approximately an hour and a half away from home. Uh, I don't know how you decide to park your car at a certain location, hour and a half away from home. Uh, they blamed it on teenage kids, black kids for killing Michael Jordan's dad. I still don't believe that uh, the kids turn into f- the kids turn to uh, the Islam religion for faith uh, for redemption. But I think that's kind of crack crap too. not with the religion, but the fact that they kind of forced them into uh, converting themselves to something or somebody or some religion. But there you have it. That's. I don't know what to tell you, Chicago Bear fans. I really don't. I don't get it. I think it's kind of hogwash that they did. I think that the fact that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen went there that made it worse. I think uh, if Scotty and Michael and Dennis Rodman were all there, I think it would be somewhat a better place to celebrate. I don't know if I would celebrate the reign of honor in the middle of the year just because you want to i think they should have done in the beginning of the year as the season was about to start i think that would make more sense just just makes more sense so on to politics now the reason why i did this podcast in the afternoon on sunday is because a lot of my uh other guys don't do, other guys that I do my podcast with was Ron and Sean, they're not a like, politics kind of guy. So, so I try to do my best to try to include everything in life, not just being disabled. Like I have a, I'm a victim of a stroke, not a victim, but I'm a person with a stroke. Um. I have somewhat called disability, but I don't linger about it. Uh, but I want to talk about life and sports and disability. But today I'm going the second part of this. I'm going to talk about 15 minutes of this. I'm going to talk about politics. So uh, according to January 11, Trump's court case lies in the business of fraud over thirty six three hundred sixty five million dollars. It's a silver fraud case um uh, insurance frauds and so on and so forth uh it looks like the the New York a- Attorney General Latina James is responsible for bringing these prosecution uh case against uh former president Donald Trump uh, Donald Trump thinks she's a uh, conniving lying a uh, person who's trying to make his life a living hell. Um, they're trying to ban Trump from um, any type of business interaction in New York City, in New York, and in the South. Uh, again, this is another problem with having a president that's not being real. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna get the guilty plea. I don't know the uh, the judge, Arthur Ingren uh, is going to actually uh, uh, have a, gu- a guilty verdict on on the former president. So the caucus is coming up. It's cold. Uh, I wonder how many crazy uh, Trump supporters will be there. Uh, it shows that Trump is winning by fifty three percent. Or uh, Haley and over DeSantos so and of course we have the same problem with uh, the Biden family Hunter Biden's being prosecuted for, for fraud himself uh, his cocaine addiction his drug addiction um, so you, you got two families uh, in politics who are making a joke out of the world uh, making America feel like crap. Um, but the interesting thing is that. Some people like Trump. And these three British guys showed up. To the bar I'm drinking. True story. And. Uh, talk about politics. And they all three of them love Donald Trump. They all love former President Donald Trump. He thinks he's. He's. Uh, for fighting against the establishment uh he thinks that he donald trump is the gateway to f- uh freedom from nato freedom from uh, uh uh ukraine um it seems like they're uh able to uh support the russians these three british guys in some ways in some form i don't know if it's true or not i don't know if what i just said makes a lot of sense but it, it was just interesting to have three guys one father two sons the two sons are about in the mid upper 20s and early 30s the father is clearly about in his 60s but it was weird to have these three guys come up to the bar drink me uh, buy me a drink and uh show support for donald trump um other news um that i wanna talk about on this podcast is uh I really wanna talk about as I turn the page is uh the housing market in in uh in um uh, in the United States so it looks like looks like there's a bill. That's being processed through the government, and the new bill, uh, which has Democrats introduce it, and the bill is called the N. The N. Hedge Fund Control of America Homes Act of 2023, and it's Representative Adam Smith, Democrat from Washington, Senator Jeff. Mercury from Oregon and it says that they're hoping to ban the hedge funds from buying the property buying these single homes property and not actually selling the house they actually renting the house so these hedge funds are buying the house to rent them out to single family folks. And the problem with that, though, is that the prices of these uh, rents, rentals are so high that most of these families cannot afford it anyways. The second part of that is that these hedge funds are buying all these houses, so it's killing the market and making the prices for homes who are sold by private sectors over the top. So... It's gone. These average houses, which should be around one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, are being sold for like two fifty to five hundred thousand. They're not even mansions. They're not even California by the by the Pacific Ocean. They're not by the coastline of of uh, of Florida. They're in the middle of good old America. And uh, there's actually a business in Canada that I could not find that sixty minutes did about two or three years ago, uh, that they start buying these houses down on the coast of Florida and Alabama. And, again, they're not selling the houses. They're renting them to uh, first-time families, I guess you call them. And I guess they try to sell it so that they're telling uh, 60 Minutes that people want to do that. But it's killing the American market. It's killing the American dream. This is why a lot of these so-called American male do not want to get married. That's part of the reason too. It's because they, they can't own what they, mm-hmm. what's easy to access. These houses should be sold for 120,000, or now, that's a bit too low, but at least 200,000, up to maybe 260,000 for an average man who doesn't go to college but goes gets a job in a factory or warehouse uh and then maybe the spouse the wife works as well part-time and all these american men who are single are that american dream is over because there's no reason for them to pursue happiness through marriage because they know they can't own the house and their spouse their wives they kind of, you know, women want a man who's confident, but want a man who is able to to support the family, but also able to to have a place to live. And if that means they have that they get married to a man that is able to do that and he's not the smartest man in the world in the world. And you know what? Tell you the truth. Most women don't care that their husbands are not that smart. They just want a man there to support her and the family. And because she will support him in other ways in life, you know, cooking or whatever. So some people think that being a, a housewife is the horrible thing for America women. But, you know, a lot of these women really want that. They just can't say that number because it makes them look weak. But it's not weak. It's just part of nature. It, most time, most men are, are the bread makers. And other times they are not but the times But most women want a guy to be able to work and to buy a house and to have a safe place for their kids and their offspring to to grow up in the neighborhood and that's being killed and I, you can't blame everything on these hedge funds that's not fair that's really not fair but but i think it's kind of good that our government is finally taking uh these uh these uh senators and representatives are are, are going after these hedge funds and actually trying to make it fair for the American people. And within this bill, this bill will, in the next 10 years, they have to, these hedge funds have to sell these houses. And it's a good bill. To be, this is a great bill to be passed. This is probably one of the best things I've heard. And a lot of people that I talked to said that's probably not going to happen. Uh, the House or the Senate or was Something's going to happen that will shut that thing down, but I think this would be a great thing for America. I mean, you just have to, you have to support the ninety-two percenters. The ninety-two percenters are just happen to be heterosexual people. They're the they're basically, in one way or another, the bread make the bread maker of of America. It just is. I mean, I mean, you you just can't deny that genetics is what it is. Ninety five percent of the people out there are just happen to be heterosexuals. So the other five percent, we we support them and we try to help them, and we do, and we pass bills to support the LBGTQ community. But to throw uh, these heterosexual men under the bus. It's just ludicrous. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, instead of just talking about it over and over again, I'll move on. I'm trying to do this within the next five minutes. But uh, you know, there's another shooting at a school on Friday, January five, uh, in some parts of Iowa. About uh, I don't know a small small town called Perry. I don't know how far that is from a, um, a major city in Iowa, but uh, it seems like something old Dylan so and so I'm not going to give his last name um, had a hissy fit. Things didn't go out with his life. Uh, said stuff on TikTok, and he he goes up to the school and shoots everyone, which is kind of BS. Again, we don't have a we don't have a gun problem. We have a mental health problem. We have the lack of any male in america ability to to grow as an individual so that that said, moving on uh it looks like it looks like we have uh um, stuff going on about. Let me do this so according to uh to what I'm writing down here uh government uh, okay so chris christie is drops out of the race, clearly he was never gonna win uh I don't even really know why he was running in the first place um but uh uh going down to Israel and Hamas uh Hamas finally lets uh the Red Cross inside their war zone to feed the poor, feed not well not the poor, but feed the hostages. I think there's, I think there's something going on with that. Finally, um, the Red Sea. The Red Sea's got an issue. The Red Sea, uh, by this Hamas group called, um, let's see, what's this Red Sea? The Hutus h o u t h i s it's a it's a radical group that's been supported by the iran um iran money to to cause problems in the red sea uh, the red sea seems to be a place where i didn't even know this but the red sea's pretty big and uh it seems like they're uh they're shipping uh cargo back and forth to the asia into europe so it's kind of the gateway to europe and asia so that's very important for all of us to to actually learn about um according to the guardian 12 percent uh of the, see, the diversity is a density of of location of where again uh asia and europe connect for um, cargo to go through, uh, it, it seems as though is that as I'm trying to look at my notes, um, the U.S. and the British Army Air Force have have uh, bombed certain locations of of Hathas, uh, uh camps, so they're attacking those certain spots that hathas i think that's how you say it, hathas uh terrorist group organization is is in other words america is trying to america and the british along with uh along with the netherlands along with um norway and and spain are are going out of the way to create this, this organization called Operation Prosperity Guardian OPC to stop Hatas and Iran from uh, kidnapping or uh, shipwrecking uh, these uh, uh, crates of um, product. And a lot of the product that they're uh, uh, stealing are oils. So the oil and the gas uh, prices in that region will go higher along in, in America. I think that will affect us as well. Um, as I'm trying to learn how to do this, be patient with me, folks. Uh, as I'm trying to understand this more, it seems like, though, is that this is becoming a bigger problem. And the, the big problem is uh, it might turn into almost like a Class B World War. Uh, I, I know that a lot of the Middle Eastern countries out there do not support Hamas, and uh, and it seems as though a as, uh, Hamas is supporting Hamas and they're supporting Iran, and they have a distaste for Israel. The problem with the, the issue that we really have is this: is that based on what I know is that israel the country israel has to have a fulfillment of the old testament the old testament said that in order for god or any prophet to come back to earth israel has to become a country again and that's the dangerous thing about it of this discussion is that the the state of israel is in a situation where they should defend themselves, like any other country should. And the price that they has to pay to defend themselves off the Gaza Strip, and it becomes a real issue, because are we fighting a religious war, or are we fighting a civil war based on economy, based on humanity, and then in parts of the United States, we have uh, a protest against Israel. Or we have a pro-parades uh, uh, and pro-agenda uh, towards the Palestinians. Palestinians. And that's a mixed message. Who do we support? I don't know who to support. Do I support Israel? in israel is being funded by the united states almost 38 billion dollars goes to that place every year to support their army to support their ideology i don't know what ideology that i can even think of but remember at one time the palestines they i don't I forget what that's called but the palestine's leaders want nothing to do with israel and they will and they've said it that they will destroy anything of israel that there's no sense of an agreement there's no sense of peace there's no sense of recognition of of peace between these two uh groups of people so they both want each other dead at any cost but what is the cost to the rest of the world. In other countries in, in, in the Middle East, they do not support Hamas. But I don't know if they really support Israel. And I think we're the only one only few countries in the world that supports Israel, along with NATO. If I'm correct. I mean, I could be totally wrong. And it's important to understand this, folks. It's important to understand that I don't have a problem being wrong. I need to learn as much as possible. So a lot of my podcasting isn't always about me being right and everyone, all my listeners being wrong or my listeners like say, hey, this guy's the smartest guy in the world. No, my point is that I need, I want to understand what's going on. But I think this is really important at the time that our elections come around the corner of 2024 between Republicans and Democrats and Biden and Trump and whoever may be the vice president for, for, uh, for uh, at least for Donald Trump or ex president of Donald Trump. It's important times. This is something that this issue is going to go through on and on and on. I mean, and you've got to remember Russia and Ukraine are still going at it. But in reality, Ukraine doesn't have any more fuel to fire. To win the war. So. There's there's a lot of things. That you have to understand. That I could be totally wrong. And that's alright. If I'm wrong. Because I want my listeners to know that. I want my listeners to understand. That it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to question. It's okay to talk about politics at the bar. And. And willing to disagree to agree. Or willing to. And I know to disagree because maybe you just don't know. But to be amazed at that Yemen, part the Yemen, which is part of the Hatas, is supporting the war against Israel. And this is going to be something that may go on and on and on. Now I hope to God that we don't go into a World War Three over. A religious prophecy over God and prophets showing up. Because to be honest with you, if we go into this Israel, Judah, a Christian, Islamic faith belief, then we also need to believe in the Persian gods. Or we might have to believe in the Greek gods, like Zeus, Hades. I mean, this could go on and on and on over gods, which doesn't really make any sense to most of us because we don't believe in Zeus. We don't believe in, in uh, Iranian gods or Persian gods. And I don't know if the Iranians actually believe in their Persian gods anymore. But I, I don't know if the Greeks believe in their Greek gods. I know Socrates thought it was a joke. So, there you have it. Small news. I talked about Detroit. I talked about sports. I talked about the Bulls. I talked about uh, the 2003 Act of of the 2003. Let me just see. So if I was organized, I would probably do a lot better job, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I talked about I talked about the new bill. That's being passed in the House or the Senate. Uh, the N. Hedge Fund Control of America Homes Act of two t- 2023. I talked about the Iowa shooting on, on January 5th. Uh, I talked about uh, uh, ex-president Donald Trump being prosecuted for uh, lying about about money and itself. Everything about... Um, fraud. I talked about. Um, I talked about Hamas again and Israel, and I talked about uh, the Red Sea conflict, the Red Sea cargo ships being canceled or or sh- or kidnapped. Or whatever. I don't even know how you. I don't know how another way of saying it, but it's probably not really organized. I've been. Mean, should probably be a little bit more organized, but. There you have it, folks. Hopefully everyone has a good Sunday. I'm hoping that uh, everyone out there that has a um, good rest of the week, or good new week, of course. I'd like to thank everyone out there that's listening listened to the Crazy Dre podcast show. Um, But peace, love, let's go Detroit. Please, Detroit, beat the Rams. Please, please, please. All right. I'm out.